Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Now, many people quit their jobs for new ones during the pandemic, each of them citing different reasons. Yeah? Better pay, better working conditions, better work life balance. Some even switched industries, as the pandemic, of course, has succeeded in highlighting the things that employees value most and things that they don't want to compromise on. So we'll hear from one of them. Joining us on the line right now is someone who made what some might call a notable job switch from teaching to joining the fintech industry. We're talking to Madeline Wee, Business Development Associate at Endowas. Hi, Madeline. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Barati. Thanks for having me on the show today. Thanks for joining us, Madeline. So I was just looking at your background and I noticed you have a BA in fine art. You had a career as a teacher, a position in the education ministry as a policy head and now business development at a fintech. Why? When I was working in government, I really enjoyed what I did and I taught art and literature. But, you know, there was a part of me that really wanted to work on companies, missions, projects that were trying to solve problems and whose values aligned with my own. And, you know, when I found Endowers, I really did not know much about them at the time. But reading through what their mission was doing to help retail investors invest better really struck a chord with me because Mm. I found it really difficult to navigate this as a young adult. So it was really about trying to pursue my values, especially with the pandemic, as you guys mentioned. All right, Madeline, we hear this a lot, especially among young adults like yourself, as you describe yourself as aligning values. What are these values specifically that you can maybe tell us about that you believe in that, well, and Dallas also believes in? I think there maybe have been like cynical approaches to what work is. You know, it's just a job. You Mm. take a paycheck home and then you're real. For most of us, yes, that's how it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do with my life for work, it really was about working on things that could make society better. And and that's what Endowas is also trying to do. You know, for a long time, there were a lot of products and services out there, and not just in finance, but in other industries as well, as well that was not available for regular folks. So, you know, trying to make that good products, good advice, and, you know, investments accessible to people who didn't have the power or the resources, that's what they were trying to do. And that was something that also made sense to me as someone who, you know, wanted to work on things that would help society become better. Mm. Here's the thing, Madeline, you are a teacher. Weren't you already helping society become better by teaching children or young adults, whatever level you were teaching at? Wasn't there already a fulfillment of that desire in that job? Well, I suppose that's the common thread that runs through the things that I ended up working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the other side is also wanting to grow my skill sets, wanting to know more about the business world. That is where value is created, um, you know, goods and services provided to people of all walks of life things that make them happy and help them live better lives. So that was something that I wanted to get to know more a little bit about. And that's why I left government as well. The thing is, Madeline, it does get complicated for people who want to switch industries or switch careers. A lot of them tell me that it's quite a challenge to identify your adjacencies or transferable skills or to upskill and reskill in order to be a good fit for a different industry in a different role. What did you have to go through in order to be able to do something like that? They are totally right. Language, the, the concept, how things are done, processes, all of it is completely different industry to industry, even company to company. I mean, the main thing that really helps is that when you think about what are some of the skill sets that you personally 
have. You have to be open-minded about how these skills can be applied in different uh, different contexts. So when I was a teacher, I had to make presentations to my students. Mm. But that's really no different from making a presentation to a client. The subject is different, but the audience, you know, trying to cater to them, what they understand, what they're interested in. Those are skills that, you know, would work across as well. You know, I can relate to this, Madeline, because I was also in the business of identifying my transferable skills and having to show prospective employers how those can be applied to whatever job role they had open. But I did find that in many cases, the employers were not open to hiring someone from a different (laughs) industry. They always said, oh, no, no, I'm looking for someone with direct experience, you know. I know lah, you have transferable skills, but no, no, I want someone with direct experience, plug and play type talent. So did you have challenges convincing employers of your ability to be able to make a switch? I think this is a very real problem. And with companies using software that also kind of tracks keywords to identify um, prospective candidates, yeah. you know, the deluge of CVs they get, yeah. I get it. It's more efficient. But it means they're also missing out on talent. Um, I was very lucky that, you know, in Dallas, when I met them, they recognized my abilities and potential through conversations, through, you know, they they gave me a pitch to do. And Mm -hmm. they were willing to train me and watch me grow and help me grow along the way, which is something that, you know, I think more companies should actually do. Mm, I've always said those hiring methods need to change with the times (laughs) as well, right? That's what it is. Now, Madeline, for people out there who might be considering a big switch and they realize it is time to do this, but they're also fearful. They have, well, I guess, financial priorities to settle with as well. And then there's a fear of the unknown. Do you have any advice for these people? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because I work for a digital financial advisory platform. But, you know, the very big thing is really to make sure that your financial safety net is in place before you make the jump. Mm. You don't want to end up in a position where, you know, you become desperate to take whatever is out there to pay your bills. If you have some in place, you can really find the things that make sense for you, uh, but why you even left in the first place, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to kind of jump out of the frying pan into the fire, really. I want to go back to something we were discussing earlier, which is having employers be more open-minded and changing their methods when it comes to hiring new talent. How do you think more can be convinced to see things differently? I mean, a lot of employers might say, look, I don't have time for this, for extensive video interviews and making candidates jump through hoops, giving them exercises to do and then assessing their work to see if they're suitable for the job. I'm just going to go with the regular applicant tracking systems for resumes and that's it. And then maybe one or two interviews and that's how I'll do it. What would you have to say to such employers? I think I, we're quite lucky that the labour market is quite tight or has been you know, since the, uh, the pandemic eased up a little bit. And in such circumstances if an employer is not willing to be flexible about where you draw talent from, you know, your existing resources, your existing people will also suffer because they need the help they can get. And the time where they're suffering, where you could have hired an extra headcount who could grow into the role, you know, you might even end up having attrition. So being kind of more broad viewed in that aspect would help. But also, I think there is this idea that, you know, I should take the best fit candidate. Mm. Uh, But that is a very fixed mindset, which 
I think, you know, psychologists through the years have now shown that having a growth mindset and basically seeing the potential in someone can actually bring about innovation, change and growth in the company itself. Hmm. But not all companies will have the time to groom somebody and wait for somebody to grow into a role. So I guess for somebody like you, you were fortunate enough to find a match with Endowers. But what is next for you then in terms of personal growth? Well, I think a large part of what I want to do and a lot of, I hope, people out there as well um, you know they want to work in things that make sense that whether to themselves to their family whether to the communities they live in and as long as I'm working on such projects mm-hmm. that's always a good sign but you know identifying the gaps where I have those are things that I also want to plug along the way let me ask you this speaking of making sense to yourself this transition makes sense to your parents that's always been a challenge for many people who are looking to do that switch your parents will never understand well you can't always live your life based on what someone else wants for you or what they think your life should be like. I can get that there's a lot of pressure from the people around you who care about you and who love you and who only want the best for you. But fundamentally, they don't live your life and you only have one life. If you, <laughs> if you're 30, 40 years down the road, you regret it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably something you can never undo. You know, Madeline, I would imagine that your parents would have given you some issues when you said you wanted to do a BA in fine art. I'm sure it started then, right? If you, if your parents are typical Singaporean parents, that is, of course. It's a risk. Yeah. But, um, and, and a lot of people think that maybe such degrees don't give a lot of value out there. But if anything, it teaches you to be comfortable with ambiguity. Exactly. To be able to talk about ideas with mm. people from all walks of life mm. and to see patterns and things that don't really make any sense. And you know what? Those skills to be able to survive and thrive in a VUCA world, they are so valued these days by good companies. So really, I think a lot more people need to be much more open-minded about this. Your parting words to someone who is now thinking about switching industries, but isn't really sure about where their passions lie, number one, where their innate skills lie, still struggling to look for adjacencies and transferable skills and to get them on the path there, I'm sure networking would be a major factor as well, right? So your parting words to someone who is in that state right now? Well, yeah, talk to lots of people. Ask them what they do. Ask them what their day is like and whether that's something that sounds like something you want to explore. But fundamentally, you won't know whether you like it until you do it. And maybe sometimes you'll hit a couple of duds. The grass is not as green as you thought it was, but at least you went there to check it out and you were sure for yourself. All right, Madeline, thank you very much for sharing your inspiring transition with us here on Prime Time. That is Madeline Wee, Business Development Associate at Indalis. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.